0: Welcome to this week's Selk Grassroots podcast, all around the leagues. Brought to you by the Down to Play app. (laughs) Grassroots football is finally back and we're buzzing. Get Down to Play today, the UK's leading app for next game availability. Download Down to Play from the App Store and Google Play.
1: Hello, and welcome to the Barnet Sunday League portion of the Selk podcast with no games in our Premier and Championship division. We're going to start off in Division 1, Peckensport 3, AFC Rose 1. Very disappointing result for us. Uh, Back-to-back games, losing by more than one goal, where we didn't lose by more than one goal in our previous league fixtures all season. Uh, Very disappointing for us. Um, We fell behind as they got us on the counter from a corner. Great ball up the field and the striker with a very good composed finish. Uh, We got back in the game for a penalty. I believe we should have had a penalty five or ten minutes earlier. Their player went down very, very soft after a challenge and handled the ball. But, you know, the ref, I think, took the easy way out and gave a free kick. Um, We had the momentum going into the second half. Thought we were the better team. Um, But they scored from a set piece. Good ball in, and their uh, centre back headed it in top corner, and then the sloppy error from us um, gave them the third goal, and we weren't able to get back. The keeper made a few decent saves as well, um, so we've got to you know learn from it and go again in two weeks' time. So moving on into Division Two, AFC Oakley Reserves One, GTFA Two, Grange Park Nil, and the Nil, and in my game of the week, North London Athletic. 3, Trent Park 1, did go for a 2 all draw here, Trent Park are a team that can play against anyone, they have the capabilities of winning against teams in higher divisions, it's a very good result for North London Athletic and they're almost there towards lifting the Division 2 title, so moving on to Division 3, only one game, Continental 4, North London Colts nil. Um, Continental at the top of the table now. It took them a while to get going, but I did tip them at the start of the season to lift the Division 3 title. Um, they obviously came down from the Premier Division, didn't lose too many players, so I did expect them to you know, be very comfortable at this level, and that shows it. That result shows it there. North London Holt's a pretty good team. They've handled them very nicely. Moving on to Division four, Arnis Rangers one, Intermill Hill five, and via one, Highgate Albion third seven in Division six, Northwest Wolves five, Edmonton Rovers six, and New Barnet three, Coney Hatch Athletic two, now into the Cup action in the Junior Challenge Cup, Highgate Albion 4th two, Highgate Albion Reserves one, massive shock there as Highgate Albion Fulves knock off Highgate Albion Reserves of Division 1. That's the second consecutive Div 1 team they've knocked out the Junior Challenge Cup after knocking out fellow uh, promotion hopefuls Kadaris Town. And now they knock off their own reserve team. Uh, London Orient 1, Armenian Youth Association 9, London Wednesday 6, AC Finchley nil, And Enfield United shocked to Division 5 Northwest Galacticos going down 3-1 in the Junior Cup, NLR nil, Whetstone Wanderers Old Boys 7, this was a repeat of the Intermediate Cup from last season, uh, where NLR actually prevailed in the final 3-2, coming from behind and winning that game, but Whetstone Wanderers getting their revenge here, a 7-0 win. I think that takes them through to the final. That was a semi-final. This game wasn't a semi-final. It was an earlier round. They've still got games to get played. North London Wanderers 1, Underdogs 1. Underdogs prevailing on penalties 4-3. Into the Invitational Cup. Zaza 1, Fireside 2. In a double header. South Tottenham United 2. Gal or 3. In game one, and goals of five. South Tottenham United won in game two, and Robin Reporters won. Tau Flick won in the Middlesex Premier Cup final. Takers three, Club of one. Massive congratulations to the Takers as they retain the Middlesex Premier Cup um, trophy. That is one of one for the Barnet League at the moment. League looking to sweep all the Middlesex Cups this year. They are in every single final. We've got a club represented in all of them. We have Takers obviously in the Premier Cup, Highgate Albion Reserves in the Intermediate Cup, Enfield United in the Junior Cup, and Northwest Galacticos are playing Highgate Albion fourths in the Junior Trophy so it'll be interesting to see if any of our other clubs can win their finals but massive congratulations to the takers and in the london the fa national cup semi-finals highgate albion three mayfair two fantastic result for highgate albion massive congratulations to them massive respect to them as well coming from two goals down and winning in, ex- uh, not in extra time, in added time towards the end of the game. Taking fully ad- full advantage of the extra man that they had after Mayfair went down to 10 men. So moving on into the fixtures in our Premier Division. The Rollins take on Park Royals. AFC Oakwood face GAL All-Stars. And in my game of the week, and Sport UK, London FA Cup Finals finalists take on Atletico Cerezo. We've had a pretty good season. They're they're holding their own in mid-table here. But I think Trabson Spore UK will have too much for them. I am going to go for a 3-1 win for Trabson Spore UK. Moving on to Division 1 now. We've got a pair of double headers. Firstly, Highgate Albion Reserves take on Northumberland Park Rangers. We have a single header in Peck versus Enfield United. And in my game of the week, this is the relegation Uh, six-pointer. AC Finchley take on United House. United House really needs six points from this game. Uh, But I don't see them getting six points. I don't even see them getting three. I think AC Finchley come away with at least four points. I think they win game one, three-one. And game two is a one-all draw into Division Two. Trent Park take on Whetstone Wanderers under 23s. GTFA host AFC Edmonton and North London Athletic face AFC Oakland Reserves. In Division Four, Tiger Alvin Third's taking on Brotherhood Cosy. In Division Six, Jeff Chowenberg has taken Coney Hatch Athletic. And it's a doubleheader as Highgate Albion full to have about 700 games in hand. Take on New Barnet. Into the cup action, in the Roger Jones Senior Challenge Cup, heavy hitters face New Copper. In the Junior Challenge Cup, AFC Muswell Hill take on London Wednesday. And in the Premier Cup, takers take on Highgate Albion in the Intermediate Cup. Millhill Club The Football take on Kadaris Town. In the Junior Cup, Continental face Underdogs. And in the Invitational Cup, the Bandits take on Zaza in a doubleheader. EC Galaxy face Fireside in a doubleheader. Northwest Galacticos take on South Tottenham United in a doubleheader. Panda take on Taufik. And Memetship Galata face Westbourne United in a doubleheader. In the Richard Martin Memorial Cup, Camden FC face Grange Park. North Athletico take on Edmonton Rovers. North West Wolves take on Anatolians. And Sopranos take on Maida Villa. And in the Middlesex Junior Cup final, Ivy Leaf take on Enfield United. Join us next week where we'll have all the results and the fixtures from the Barnet League.
2: Hello and welcome to this Essex Sunday Corinthian Football League Roundup for the month of March. And what a dramatic month it's been. We start our roundup in the senior division with the league action first of all. And it's Hatch Lane, still top of the table, uh, with uh, a couple of games still to play in the league. Uh, 39 points accrued. They are looking like being the, the favourites for this, but T squad sitting third with uh, four games in hand on Hatch. do still have the games in hand to make this a real battle and those two teams will face each other on Easter Sunday. Sitting in between those two teams is second place FC Baller. They have one game left to play in their season as they try to finish in the top two, which is still a possibility, but you would you would imagine that with the games in hand, with the other sides around them, they could still be caught. In matters at the other end of the table, London Mavericks are already relegated, having finished bottom now with six points from their 16 games. But Repton Park are off the bottom, having won their first game for some time, moving up to 8th and still with a chance of avoiding the drop if they can win uh, their games in hand. Into the Premier Division, and most of the matters are settled here, and it's Brook Athletic who we congratulate on winning the league title in this division. Uh, They have finished top with 35 points from their 14 games played, which is an unassailable lead. Flyhouse Athletic are now confirmed as the runners-up in the division, uh, having uh, competed with Brook Athletic all season for this title, um, and they will will move up into the senior division with their rivals. At the other end of the table, East Stars will finish bottom of the table with six points from their 14 games played, with Barkin and Dagenham Wanderers finishing second bottom with 10 points from 14. The Division 1 race is going to go right down to the wire. Uh, Oceana presently lead the way with 37 points from their 15 games played this season. They have one game left in their season and it comes against their biggest rivals, Fade and Green, who sit second at the moment with 35 points, two points behind Oceana, but with a couple of games in hand. A vital fixture, therefore, to come up in, in the weeks to come between those two teams to decide where the title is heading. Abridge Village are the team sitting in third place with 22 points from their 14 games played. With AC Milano sitting just below that uh, with 19 points from 11 games, they do have games in hand and could still press for a promotion place. At the bottom end of the division, uh, Barkin ha- have just the four points from their 12 games played. They've got four games left this season and can still mathematically finish outside of the bottom two. But we will see whether they can do that. The sides immediately above them, Emerson Park on 11 points and FC Mexico A also on 11 points are the other sides who will try to make that not happen. We move on into Division 2 and this is another intriguing battle uh, for the title where Asianos presently lead the way with 38 points from their 18 games played. Two league games remaining in their season to see whether they can be the side who wins the title. Second-place Roneo Colts have led the way for for a number of weeks until recent times, but they've dropped points recently to give them a bit of a mountain to climb. 35 points from their 18 games played. And it's the side in third who probably posed the biggest threat to all of these teams, with St Augustine still having uh, five games left to play in their season and only four points gap between them and the top. Will they have, as I say, 34 points from 15 with 11 victories? Can they be the sides to win the title? We will see. At the other end of the table, FC Mexico B have got two games left remaining this season, but that won't be enough to save them from the drop, I'm, I'm afraid, as they, be, uh, they are confirmed as one of our first relegated sides in this division. Corona Redbridge still sit uh, in the bottom two, with 10 points from 16 games. They've got four games left in their season, which means they do still mathematically have a chance to stay up. But again, they will need to win all of those and hope that other results go go for them into division three and this one is another which is going to go down to the final round of games debden sports reserves are sitting top at the moment uh, they have 33 points from 14 games played uh, and it's actually the side in fifth place who offer the biggest threat here with Upshire forest also on um only just the three defeats this season 24 points with three games in hand they could go level with debton if they were to win all of those but will need to make up some goal difference along the way too the sides in between well late athletic are not out of this race they sit second but with just one game left which they will need to win and hope that the other results go their way for them to be the side lifting the title and the same can be said for Higham hill they've got two games left so they will need to win both of theirs Uh, And also hope other results go their way too. Alpha will still have a say in this too. They sit fourth, also with two games left. They can get to 33 points. um, But again, they will need to be victorious. And also hope that other teams drop points around them. But they have scored plenty, so you, you just don't know in this division. It's very, very tight. At the other end of the standings, we have to give a big congratulations to Mayfield Kings. Who complete their first season with the league having only just picked up the three points, but results have been markedly better as the season's gone on and fair play to them for completing every fixture. Into Division 4 now, and it's congratulations to Singh Sababarkin Barkin, who picked up the league title a fortnight ago to become the Division 4 champions. And that was uh, confirmed as they picked up win number 15. They've got two games to go, which is a double header next weekend to complete their season. The race for promotion, though, is going to go down to the wire, and it starts with United Amateurs, who sit second at the moment, one game left to play, they sit on 38 points, but Ainsley, sit in third, with a game in hand on United Amateurs, and just a two-point gap to make up, if they were to win both of their remaining games, then it would be them who take second spot uh, ahead of the second-place side presently. At the bottom end of the table, Titans United will finish the season as the 11th placed and bottom finisher with just five points from their season so far, just one victory and two draws. But the the battle to not finish in the bottom two will go down to the remaining games. Both Ace Athletics and Rayfield Park Rovers are separated by just a point uh, with two games left to play. So who will go down from those two? We, We shall see. The race for the title in Division 5 looks exactly the same as the last time I brought you this report and it looks now inevitable that this will go down to the remaining games in the season in May. Colbrook Royals vets still sit top, 54 points, they're setting the pace here. Joe Cole's team having racked up 18 wins this season from 20 uh, and they will lead the way. They've got two games left to play which will see them set the points total for second place Valence United to commence their chase down They've still got 7 games left to play in their season along with plenty of cup finals too but they will need to win all of them it would seem. Uh, the goal difference is at the moment very similar so they will they will be uh, keeping their interest throughout the rest of the next 2 months. Sitting in third place are Belfry Reserves. They've got 3 games left to play and do still harbor uh, promotion uh, attempts here but again with the with the games running out they will need to definitely beat valance in the in the return fixture and hope that other results go their way eastern avenue and byron red star both still mathematically able to finish in the top two but with two and three games respectively uh, for the fifth, fourth and fifth place side it would appear that those two are going to have to hope for lots of things to go their way at the bottom end of the table. Young Royals will finish bottom of the table with just the one victory and a draw to their name, seeing them accrue crew, four points with just the one game to go. And uh, Atletico City will finish in 11th with just 10 points from their 22 games too. We now move on to Division 6. And once again, it's another uh, division where the league leaders are almost finished, Mansfield Rangers. They are on 41 points with 13 victories from 17 games. And they're going to set the pace for the chasers here And the best opportunity for that falls to Colbrook Royals Reserves, who have an almost identical record in terms of the number of draws and losses, but do have three games in hand, which could see them go level on points with Mansfield, should they win all of their remaining games. And their goal difference is also superior too. But of course that means they do have to win those, and they've got some big battles still to come. Royal Lions C do still sit in the promotion places, but could be overtaken should Colbrook win those games in hand. Well, they sit on uh, 33 points with one game remaining. And at the bottom end of that table, it become very congested. Epping Forest Falcons have been bottom for a lot of the season, but did pick up a win in their uh, 16th game of the season now. And they have two games left to try and avoid being the side with the wooden spoon. And the sides that they could catch are the two teams that are finished just above them, which are London Legacy on 13 points and Ivory United on twelve. We now have a look through our cup competitions and what a month it's been uh, as the league confirmed three County Cup finalists and an FA Sunday Cup National Cup finalist in what has been a very, very historic spell for the league. And we start that round up in the London Challenge Cup um, final uh, lineup, which Hatch Lane have progressed through to having beaten uh, Swab in the semi-final recently and they will now face Trabzan Spore from the Barnet League ...in the final in May. What a game that's going to be for the London Cup. In the Essex Cup competitions, well, and Green, having already picked up a, a a Cup final win with our league... ...which we'll come on to shortly, well, they will take part in the Essex Sunday Junior Cup final... ...on Sunday the 10th of April down at Bowers and Pitsy, ...where they will face Santos for the Essex County Cup. And also in the Essex C- Cup competitions, Valence United overcame a massive hurdle in beating uh, Briar United from the Brentwood League, the unbeaten Briar United, uh, the one of the lowest ranked sides to ever reach the uh, Essex Junior Trophy Final. They will take on uh, their their opponents, South Woodham Ferrers United Reserves, on Friday the 8th of April at Haybridge Swifts. We now move on into the FA Sunday Cup, which I'm sure many people have already been following, um, and what a success it's been, what a run it's been for Baytees' squad. Uh, having started their run at side against uh, the team from Ipswich. They've then faced um, SE Dons, of course, down at Barking in front of 2,000 fans. Uh, they then travelled to Dulwich to face Grand Athletic, the London champions, and beat them, before heading to Doncaster in the quarterfinals to beat Scorethorpe. And most recently, Sunday's success, beating Middlesbrough Dormans in the semi-final in a penalty shootout coming from behind. Uh, to confirm their place in the national cup final what a success that will be uh, for them to reach that stage and they will face highgate albion which makes it an intriguing double of a barnet league versus corinthian league in both the london cup final and the fa sunday cup final this season the uh, venue and time and date for that to be still to be confirmed by the fa in due course Back into the Domestic Cup action and in the Corinthian Cup, we have our first finalist, BT Squad, already booked their place with a victory in the semi-finals last weekend against AC Milano. And they will face the winners of Brook Athletic and Flyhouse Athletic, who are both from the second tier of the competition, in the other semi-final. Uh, that game due to be played this coming weekend. In the Trophyland Cup final... We have our two semi-finals confirmed and that will see Debden Sports Reserves taking on Roneo Colts. With St Augustine's taking on Thames Ironworks Community, both of those games due to take place on Easter Sunday. And into the Endeavour Cup final, this is for our bottom two cup divisions. And the final line-up is confirmed in this one, with Colbrook Royals Vets having won their semi-final against Royal Lions Sea last weekend. And in the other semi-final it was success for Valence United who beat Ultimate Vision A to, to confirm their place in that final. The top two sides from Division 5 therefore will go at, go for battle at Barking on Sunday the 24th of April at 5 o'clock. We now move into our Divisional Cup competitions and in the Senior Division Cup we're down to the semi-final stage. With Eastway Athletic due to host Hatch Lane in April for for the chance to be in that final. With the other semi-final, seeing El Valiente taking on Flyhouse Athletic. Again, Flyhouse coming up well against the sides from the highest division. Into the Premier Division Cup competition. And this one is already booked and we'll see Barking Riverside return to the cup final stage as they did last year. They will take on Avental. In the cup final at barking at 1 30 on the 24th of april as those sides go for the silverware into the division one cup and this one has reached its conclusion with the final having taken place just this sunday gone which saw Faden and green win the final uh, 2-0 over ac milano courtesy of goals from sam may Parrott and noah friend uh, which the first of which was an absolutely scintillating effort and well worthy of the highlights reel that will come out shortly. So congratulations to Fade and Green on winning that competition. In the Division Two Cup, we have our final lineup confirmed, and it saw Total Football win their semi-final against Thames Ironworks, and they will take on Saint Augustine's, who also returned to the a final for a second successive season, so to speak, uh, as they beat Royal Lions A on penalties in the semi-final. And those two will be will face off at Averley on Friday the twenty second of April. Another competition which has reached its conclusion over the weekend was the Division Three Cup competition, and that one saw Upshire Forest face Higham Hill in the final at Averley as part of our tri- Triple Header weekend. Zachary Leach was the man on form in this one; he scored a hat trick for Higham with Rhys Furgood scoring uh, the consolation for Upshire, with a 3-1 victory going away of Higham Hill. Congratulations to them on lifting their first silverware. Into the Division 4 Cup, and we have our final lineup confirmed in this one also, uh, with Singh Sabah Barkin just having been confirmed as our second finalist having beaten United Amateurs 2-1 at the weekend to confirm their place in the final against Romford Athletic Dons. Uh, and that final to be confirmed as that date will need to be changed. Uh, into the Division 5 Cup, and we have our semi final lineup confirmed in this one, with both games due to take place on the 10th of April. Belfry Reserves will take on Colbrook Royals Vets in the first of those semi finals, that's uh, first versus third, and in the other game, it's second versus fourth, as Byron Red Star host Valence United in their own semi final. With that game due to take place the final at, on the 8th of May at Barkham. And last but not least, we move into the Division 6 Cup, which is another which has reached its conclusion. We have our winner here, and it's Royal Lion C who the congratulations go to. They won the third of our finals on Sunday with a terrific 4-0 win against uh, league leaders, Mansfield Rangers, um, with a, uh, a great performance there at Averley in front of their fans. And they were obviously very jubilant very happy to win that. So congratulations to Royal Lion Sea. So that concludes all of the action from March that's taken place so far and sets the picture for the weeks ahead. Um, we look forward to bringing you more coverage of the Essex Sunday Crimson League as we go through the, uh, the real business month of April and into those finals in May. We look forward to bringing you more soon. Goodbye.
0: Hello and welcome to the Hearts Advertiser Sunday Football League section of the Selk podcast. Uh, just going through the results from Sunday just gone and the um, fixtures for this coming Sunday the 3rd of April. Getting into the business end of the season now. Um, so starting with the Premier Division, Skewbridge against Bournewood Rovers. It was a home win walkover for Skewbridge. And Queenshead against Plough and Harrow was an away win walkover for Plough and Harrow. Congratulations to Skewbridge. Um... Because of this, uh, Skew have gone on to win the title, I think, for the eighth time, which is fantastic for them. Uh, and it's it, they've won it for the last, what, three years in a row, I think, since AFC Rangers last won it. Um, so well done to Skew, well-deserved. Obviously, I know they wouldn't have wanted to win it in this way, but I think it was inevitable them winning it anyway. Uh, on to Division 1, AFC London Road Reserves 2, Hilltop 4. Harpen & Colt Old Boys 6, Blackbury Jacks 1. Stratford arms free, player packs free. Uh, Stratford taking a step closer to the title there. Player packs, outside chance of catching them. Uh, 3 0 up they were in this game, and Stratford showing some uh, some great determination and resilience to come back and, we, uh, and, and equal it at 3 0. So um, one hand potentially on the Division 1 title now uh, after that result. Uh, in Division 2, Mermaid 2 for every young people 1. Great result for Mermaid there. Uh, Wheathamsted 89 free, BWSC free. In Division 3, Hatfield Seniors 6, Oaks 1, uh, 2 Willows 3, TNF 0. In Division 4, Hearts Vets 6, Hansbury's 0, Moortown 5, Stratford Island Reserves 5. Well done to Moortown, pick up their first point of the season against one of the title contenders as well. So, so uh, credit to Moortown there. well done guys. Uh, Phoenix 2, St Albans Athletic 0. In Division 5, London Coney United 3, Marshallswick 1. Phoenix A2, Hatfield Comets 1. Rose and Crown Mosquitoes were awarded a home win walkover against St Albans Warriors. And in the top of the table clash in Division 5. An absolute fantastic result for second place well in Warriors reserves. Winning 5-1 against Brookmans Park reserves to put them top of the table. I believe it's a point or two points clear with one game each to play. So really, really throwing the league on its head there. Uh, also in the Cup, AFC London Road reserves with a home win walkover against Wheatsheaf. Uh, AFC London Road first into their second semi-final of the season. And in the Junior Cup, it was Beehive 1, St George's 1, with Beehive coming out on top 4 3 on penalties. On to the fixtures for this Sunday, the 3rd of April. And uh, it's also the start of our supplementary cup competition. Two cup competitions running the Golden Senior Cup and the Golden Junior Cup. Uh, the Junior Cup is made up of teams mainly from Division 4 and 5, and division teams from uh, mainly Division 3, 1 and the Prem make up the Golden Cup. So. Fixtures for this coming Sunday then, starting with the Premier Division, we have Phoenix against Brookmans Park. In Division 1, and Cut Old Boys against Pinewood. Player Packs against Wheat Sheaf. In Division 2, Forever Young People against Welling Warriors and Little Heath against The Mermaid. In Division 3, Oaks against Wheat Hampstead Wanderers. In Division 4, St Albans Athletic against Phoenix Reserves. And in Division 5, St Albans Warriors against Phoenix A. In the Charity Cup last 16, it's St George's against TNF. Four games in the Intermediate Cup, Beehive against Hatfield Seniors. Harper & Co. Oldboy Reserves against Six Bells Reserves. Wheat Amsterd 89 against Marshallswick, sorry, three games. In the KO Cup, it's Blackbury Jacks against AFC London Road. And Skewbridge against AFC London Road Reserves in the last two remaining quarterfinals. In the Reserve Cup quarterfinal, it's Mermaid Reserves against Welland Warriors Reserves. In the Golden Junior Cup, it's Hansbury's against Moortown and London Coney United against Radlett Town. And in the Golden Senior Cup, it's Hilltop against Six Bells, and the Plough and Harrow against Auburn Dynamos. Now, this week's Super 6 is brought to you by Ruby, who is eight years old, and she's the daughter of Marcia, who does the Hearts social pages. Um, Over to you, Ruby.
3: Thank you, Sharpie. Prem, Prem. Hilltop versus Six Bells. Div 1, Player Packs versus Reachute. Div 2, Little Heath versus Mermaid FC. Div 3, Beehive versus Hatfield Seniors. Div Div 4, Hanbury's versus versus Moortown. Div 5, London Coney United versus Radcliffe Town.
0: Thanks, Ruby. Fantastic job. Um Have a look on the social pages. Get your Super Six guesses in um, with a chance to win some uh, prizes for your team. That's all for this week. Take care. Bye bye. Keep it simple. Get down to play today. The UK's leading app for next game availability. Download Down to Play from the App Store and Google Play. Welcome to this week's
4: Maidstone and Mid Kent Sunday Football League section of the Silk Podcast. Our roundup for this week starts with the action from Friday evening, where the Gallagher Stadium hosted the Challenge Cup final between Aylesford and Marden. It was a closely fought encounter that didn't see the first goal until the 63rd minute, despite chances for both sides. Harry Dawes netted for Aylesford, and it stayed a close and tense affair. Marden then equalised in the 80th minute through Harry Goldsmith. Finally, Danny Baxter won it for Marden to break Aylesford hearts in the 84th minute in front of a bumper crowd of 573. Ian Knight caught up with Ant Ashton and Ed Thorne of Marden after the game. So I'm with Ant
5: Ashton, manager and assistant manager Ed Thorne of Marden who are the Hovis Cup Challenge winners. Uh, Ant, how do you feel about that?
6: Yeah, I feel like it was, it was a battle out there, up um, against good opposition but I feel like we held our own and we were persistent and uh, yeah got the result in the end. Tough first
5: half. It was kind of nil nil. I didn't I didn't see many chances and then sloppy goal. What was what was the kind of thoughts after that?
6: Yeah, it was it was more so finding our feet in the game. I mean, we tend to do it during the season. We've got a lot better as it, uh, at it as the season's gone on. But we just had to find our feet. And I think once the goal went in, we sort of knew that we had to turn it on. So.
5: Yeah, long throw, flick on, Harry comes in at the back post, it's 1-1. One, one. I think yeah. then you took the, the game to Ellsford. Did you, did you think it was going to go to pens or did you feel you sneak one in?
6: No, once we got that once we got that goal, I, I feel like the momentum sh- completely shifted. I feel like once, once the goal goes in, you've got to use that to your advantage. I think if you don't use it and capitalise on it, then it, it's your own fault we've we done that. So.
5: And uh great crossing uh, Danny Baxter You know Half volley At the, the back post Goes mad it Took me about five minutes To work out who scored the goal Because everyone yeah. ran on top yeah. of him Is he still alive?
6: Did he get... Yeah he's, he's getting there Yeah he's just about
5: Just about <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, great, great result. Like I said, I think you, you guys deserved it on the day. I think Ellsford, you know, they came out your second half, they battled. I think you know, they got the rub of the green with that goal. Yeah. In terms of the league, you guys are looking pretty decent as well. Yeah. Fancy adding another trophy at the end of the season?
6: Yeah, absolutely. I, I feel like it's ours to lose at the minute. So we've come into really good run of form. Yeah, we've got to play these guys another two times in the league. So done them first time. We've done them now, so hopefully we continue this and...
5: Yeah. Any more tough games on the horizon in the league? Got every, every game's a tough game in the league. Yeah. Every game. You can pick one of four or five teams to, to yeah. win that at the beginning of the season. So it's coming down to the last what a couple of weeks now, a couple of games left. So yeah, always a tough one of games. Got we'd like answered another another twice at least and a, a, and some obviously some other games as well. So yeah and great to get your hands on some silverware how do you keep the players motivated now you know is, is it full for gas for them or do you think they're going to be even more pumped to get another trophy
6: it's going to be more pumped now that we've done it we've experienced the high I mean you've only got to be in the change room 30 seconds to realise how much it means to the boys and uh we got to a final with when Ed was the gaffer and I was a player and we had that taken away with us through Covid. Um, so it's, it's come full circle and I feel like we deserve it and we've gone out there and, and got it what we deserved. Top stuff.
5: Congratulations guys, enjoy your night. Thanks
4: mate. Thanks, Ian and all involved for that interview. Staying with the Cup action and it was the second semi-final of the Presence Cup Group A between East Morling and IGS. East Morning progressed to the final at the Gallagher courtesy of a brace from Mackenzie Gardner, goals from Keaton Courtman and George Sibley, as well as an own goal. Despite the scoreline, IGS made East Morning work for this and Dave Borton caught up with the winners after the game.
7: Ross, so 5-0 in the end against IGS this morning, but actually first half, they were well in this game up until just before the half-time, weren't they?
8: Yeah, it was a tough game. It's, it's always a tough game against these lot. They... They give everything against us and we've struggled getting into games and starting games well recently. So I think it was a matter of when we get the first goal, we push on from there and it, it showed uh, today in the end. Yeah, sec-
7: second half, uh, you were certainly on top. But it was a bit fortunate the first goal, a bit of a ricochet and it sort of dropped to your centre forward. who tucked it away nicely in the corner. He's, he had a good game, I thought.
8: Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's been a good addition to the squad this year. Maka brought a lot to the team and his goals have helped us. Helped us up the season and obviously helped us into the final today as well. OK, well, congratulations getting to
7: get into the final. So second half, I mean, it was 2-0 just for the break. And then they had quite a good spell at the start of the second half. And then a bit of an unfortunate own goal from Sam Tate made it 3-0. And then from then on, it was a bit one-way traffic. But, you, you know, tell us about the season so far. Has it been a bit up and down?
8: Yeah, it's been a, it's been a tricky season. I know um, with, with three teams dropping out at the beginning of the season, it hasn't helped with playing each team three times, going home and away and then sometimes away again to other teams it's just been one of them seasons where you'll play play a side at the top of the table battling for that that first place and the next game you've got the following week you're playing someone down the bottom so it's it's trying to stay consistent it's trying, trying to stay on top of things but it's been a tricky season, it's been the same for everyone, but this season in terms of results probably hasn't been the usual no, East in.
7: Exactly, but you've got something good to look forward to. We do. Got, we've got the final coming up on the, is it the 9th or the 8th? Friday the 8th. Friday the 8th of April yeah. down the Gallagher. Um, you're playing Park Royal and that's going to be a tough game. It's going to be an emotional night because yeah. obviously with Wayne and <coughs> Wayne Duck and yeah. the tragic around that. So, you know, how have you done against them so far this season?
8: I believe we've won two, drawn one against them. We've had a good result last, last time we played and we beat them 5-0 no over at their place, which is always a tough place to go. Um, yeah. So, yeah, the fourth time we'll be facing them this season at the Gallagher, it be a good way to end the season.
7: Uh, well, if it's anything like the final on Friday night between Mard and Alsford, and, uh, that's right, when 575 people yeah. turned up, it's going to be a cracking night. So, congratulations. Thank you very much. And uh, we'll see you down there at the Gallagher in a couple of weeks. Thanks well a lot.
4: Done. See you there. Cheers, Ross. Bye. Again, thanks, Dave, for that interview. Moving to league action now, and uh, no games in the Premier Division this week, so no change to the table there. In Division 1, Yording and Ladderford played their last match of the season and signed off with a win over East Morning Reserves, thanks to goals from Grant Allen and David McCall. Liam Budgeon got a reply for East Morning, and means they can only reach a maximum of 23 points now. Snodland Town stay top of Division 2 with a three-point lead over their nearest rivals, Barming Youth, with both teams recording victories. Snodlin triumph 6-2 at home to Minter thanks to two hat-tricks, one for Lee Sturgeon and the other for Ben Twist, adding to his phenomenal record this season. Ricky Comber and Joe White got the goals for Minter, who have also gone 15 games now without a red or yellow card, which is an impressive record and deserving of special mention here. It's looking like the title shootout here is a two-horse race, although Coxheath can have a strong finish too. Len Valley have done Leyburn City a potential favour in Division 3 with their one all draw at Whitehorse Jaguars. Owen Raymond for the Jags and Jason Parsons for Len Valley. Whitehorse Jaguars stay top, but with City having games in hand, it's going to make an exciting end to the season in Division 3. Parkwood Jupiter suffered a 4-2 home defeat against Maidstone Kestrels in what was Parkwood's final league match of the season. Their goals came from Gary Brown and Glenn Reed, whilst for Kestrels the scorers were Jason Harvey with a brace, Brandon Hole and Jamie Butler. So as mentioned earlier, no movement in the Premier Division with East Morning still top and five points clear of Marden, but Marden have four games in hand so can look to make up that difference in the coming weeks, and Aylesford are also still in the mix. Whitehorse are still at the foot of the table, but with games in hand could still pull away from there. Langley Athletic head Division 1 but having played all their fixtures are now just sitting watching. Aylesford Reserves are a point behind with four games in hand so it's them in the box seat to overtake Langley. Barming Blues and Leybourne Angels are sitting pretty for any slip-ups. Sutton Valence on the other hand are still waiting for their first point of the season. Snodland Town leaded away in Division 2 by three points from Barming Youth having both played the same amount of games. At the other end of the table, Invicta Rangers sit bottom, but only 3 points back from Leybourne and 4 from Invicta Sunday, with 2 games in hand over Invicta Sunday. Whitehorse Jaguars are 7 points clear in Division 3, but Leybourne City in 3rd have 5 games in hand to make up the 10 point difference between them. Every game is going to count. Kent Sands United sitting nicely in 2nd with 1 in hand on the Jags. At the other end, cross keys are currently bottom, but can move off the foot of the table in the next couple of games and mean they stay off it and send Parkwood bottom, where Parkwood will finish up having played all their fixtures. Now, the leading scorers haven't changed much over the past few months, as they've all been in form and kept banging the goals in. Our first case in point is Tommy Whitney of Aylesford, heading the Premier Division with 23 goals in his 10 games played. Next up, we have Raymond Chadwick of Park Royal with 17, and Mackenzie Gardner in 3rd for East Morning with 17 as well, but in more games. 16 against Chadwick's 14. Sam Tate of IGS leads Division 1 with just under a goal a game for his 15. Ashley Russell of Aylesford Reserves is just under 2 per game with 14 in just 8 appearances. And finally, Alfie Cox of Langley has 13. No surprise to see the leaders in Division 2 come from the two leading clubs. Lewis Sharp of Barming has 36 in 17 games whilst Ben Twist with his 32-15. Peter Riepner of Minta is now on 21 for the season. Callum Hatcher also has 21 goals for Kent Sands United in Division 3 and leads the way with Billy Bean of Whitehorse Jaguars on 17 along with Matthew Spryer of Lem Valley on the same total. Let's look ahead to this week's action, and in the Premier Division 1st where Aylesford and Marden both have the chance once again to turn the games in hand into points on the board. Aylesford face a tough match against close rivals Park Royal and a win would move Aylesford onto 21 points with four still to play. Marden travelled to Whitehorse and a win for Marden would put them two points behind Leaders Morning with three games in hand. Barman Blues face Sutton Valence in Division 1. And would put Barming on 23 points if they win but still keep them in third place. Laybourne Angels will stay in fourth place if Barming win that one and they win at East Morning Reserves. In Division 2 if Minter beat Laybourne they will move up to fifth as long as Vinters also suffer defeat in their game away to Park Royal Reserves. Laybourne City can go second in Division 3 if they win at Maidstone Kestrels and we'll have one eye on the result from Len Valley against Whitehorse Jaguars to see if Len Valley can repeat this week and cause the Jags to drop more points. Cross Keys face Mates on Tempest, knowing they will move off the bottom of the table with a win, meaning Parkwood finish bottom having played all their games. So that's a bumper roundup, and hope that's brought you up to date for this week. That's all for now, and we look forward to the same time next week. In the meantime, stay safe. And enjoy your games.
3: This is the Metropolitan Sunday League part of the Selk All Across the League show. Going through the results and the fixtures of the last couple of weeks. What's coming up? Starting with the Ron Pope Premier. Grand Athletic was given a win against Catford Wanderers. In the John Pitt Senior, AFC Town was given a win against Tavik Rangers. In Division 1, Bromley Green South 4, Honor Oak 3. In Division 2, Crown were given an away win against Blues FC. Interfector gave away a game against AFC Charlton Reserves. The Peoples Free Bromley Road Free. In the Bill Basted Trophy, Belmont Athletic 4, Athletic Dildale 3. The 1, Carpet FC 1. the Ovalenti going through 3-2 on penalties. FC Kuuya 2, Greenwich Park Rangers 5 after extra time. And Petswood Vultures 3, IFC Town Reserves 2. That's the results from last week, the 27th of March. Now for the fixtures for the 3rd of April. In the John Pitt Senior, Brockley Athletic vs. Carpet FC. In Division 2, Bromley Road vs. Blues FC. The Peoples FC vs. Petswood Senior. In the Bill Trophy, AFC Charlton will play AFC Brixton. Drew Clarence will play Litcap. In the Bart Trophy, Athletic Dildale will play Golden Eagles. Belmont Athletic will play Grand Athletic in a Ted Holder. AFC Coyntown Reserves will play Dio Valente. AFC Charlton Reserves will play Honor Oak. And and Crown will play Sporting Lions. At the moment, there's a mixture of cup games, league games going on because it's coming towards the end of the season. Next couple of weeks, we should find out who's been winning leagues, etc. And I'll give you a full rundown. Next week, hopefully if not the week after, of where the teams are in the league, winners, relegations and that. So enjoy the game, stay safe and see you soon. Bye.
9: Welcome to the Watford Sunday League podcast for games played on Sunday the 27th of March. In the Premier Division, Everett Rovers' Reed, who have not enjoyed the best of campaigns, enjoyed their best morning of the season so far as they took four points out of six from a double header with title contenders St Joseph's. The first game saw a 4-2 win for Everett as they came back from 1-0 down early on when Alex Ward put St. Joseph's ahead with a left-footed strike. Tom Horton headed Everett level before Ward then missed a penalty, although Harry Seabrook headed St. Joseph's in front for a second time. The game turned on the introduction of Mesach Williams, who had a hand in all three Everett goals in the second half. Horton equalised with his second of the game, before Barry Mitchell scored with his first touch of the game after being set up by Williams, who then sealed victory netting on the rebound after his first effort rebounded back off the post. The second game, however, was a poor affair and ended in stalemate as a nil-nil draw. In the Eric Hand Challenge Cup semi-final, North Watford will now face WDFC in the final of of the league's senior cup competition as they chase a league and cup double. They eventually saw off a spirited spirited challenge of 1st Division Bushy Eagles 4-1. It was a goalless scrappy first half, but North Watford finally broke through the Eagles defence with two quick-fire goals at the start of the second half. Connor Flanagan netting from a cold penny cross. Then, straight from the restart, North Watford won the ball back and forced a corner from which Bogdan Stolbushin headed home. Ashi Lewis made it three with a neat finish after rounding the keeper before Eagles deservedly pulled a goal back when Dean Brinton rifled the ball into the net from 10 yards out. But, as Eagles pushed on for a second, they were caught on a counter-attack, with Conor Flanagan completing the scoring with his second goal of the game. In Division 1, Casterbury Rangers have gone to the top of the table of the 1st Division for the first time this season, as they defeated fellow con- title, title contenders... Chess United 3-1. It was a competitive affair, with Rangers having the better of the early chances. But Chess, having an appeal for a penalty, waved away, and then, just before Rangers went ahead, then Rangers went ahead just before the break. Rangers added a second in the second half before Chess pulled a goal back in the final minute when Tom Parry met a Ben Bouger corner at the back post. But as Chess pushed several players forward in the dying seconds, they were caught out on the break, allowing a third goal for Rangers. Rob Ladmore, Nathan Page and Joe Mortimer were with the Rangers goals, which now gives them a one-point lead over Bushy Rangers from the same number of games in Division 1. In Division 2, all the games played in Division 2 were double-headers, with leaders Woodside's games against stonebark called off. It was down to Watford Town to cut their lead at the top to a single point as they took maximum points from their games with Dunning's Bar, winning the first game 6-2. Matthew Watt was a double supported by efforts from Joe Smith, George David Nathan Collins and James Henney, uh, sorry James Henny, with Flynn Duncan and Harley Wilson replying for Dunning's. The second game saw a 4 0 win for Watford Town, with Joe Smith this time getting a brace and supported by with goals by Matthew Watt and James Henny. For a second week running, Halfshire Eagles dropped points from a double header. ...against mid-table opposition... ...as they could only draw the first game... ...with Chalfont Saints 2-2... ...with Connor Wagner and Connor McCroskey... ...getting the Eagles goals... ...and Aidan Brennan notching a double for Saints. In the second game, Eagles won it... ...thanks to a single goal from Charlie Kimpton. Sparta Phoenix gave themselves a massive push forward securing 2nd Division safety, when they took 4 points out of 6 from inform Watford U Sports. The first game ended 0-0, with Phoenix winning the return 2-1, Nelson Gomez getting both goals for Sparta and Taylor Kemp replying for sports. St Mary's Harefield moved into 4th place in the table with 2 wins against bottom-placed Abbots Wanderers. The first game was won 4 1, Thomas Arnold, Harry Fulbrook, Lou Neiman, and Harvey Brown scoring from St Mary's, and Sam Merritt netting the consolation goal for Abbots. In the second game, St Mary's won 6 0, with Thomas Arnold netting a hat trick, Harry Fulbrook a double, and one from Luke Bentley. In Division 3, Leaders BBSC beat bottom-placed Rio Rovers 6-1. James Barnett with a hat-trick, two from Tom Coleman and one for Javid Payne, and then Mitchell Estep with the single Rio Reply. 2nd place King George remain on BB's tail, just one point behind, although they have played a game more, as they beat... 4th place Watford Youth Sports Old Boys 3-0. Fraudian Belgrew with a double and one for Carl Davidson. It was not a good morning for the chasing pack behind the front two, as not only did Watford U Sports Old Boys lose, but so did 3rd place Southern Cross, who went down 3-1 at home to Batchworth, with John Robertson, Michael Walsh, and an own goal for Batchworth, uh, and Raf Martins netting the cross goal. 5th place Francis George suffered a 5-0 away defeat to Inter. Gabriel Castagrande with a hat-trick, Raz Dabjir and Dan McKenna also scoring the goals for Inter. On a a rather sad note, um, after 51 years with the league, Oakview have decided to fold due to player commitment issues. League General Secretary Dave Moxon said, It's a shame that such a successful club over the past decade should end this way and they will be a loss to the league. The club won the Premier Division title 17 times, winning it for the first time in the 95-96 season and the last time in 2019-20 they also finished runners-up five times the title was won for seven straight seasons between 2013-14 and 2019-20 they also won the eric hand challenge cup ten times winning it for the first time in 1996-97 and for the final time in 2017-18 and were also runners-up on five occasions in that competition. They won the Hearts FA Senior Cup once in 2008-9 and and were runners-up a year later. They actually reached the final again in 2020 but the game unfortunately was never played due to covid-19 finally for those of you interested this coming sunday the 3rd of april sees the first of the league's cup finals with the dennis jackson intermediate cup final being played at oxyjets fc this sunday morning the 3rd of april with a 10:30 a.m. kickoff admission will be £3 with a programme. And the two finalists are Southern Cross... Uh, sorry, are Chelfon Saints. And they will be playing Southern Cross. So that will be a Division 2 club versus a Division 3 club. Both doing reasonably well. So it should really be a, a very good game. And all supporters and interested parties are welcomed at the match. That's it for this week. And we'll be back with you next week with more results and stories.
3: This week's Selk podcast was
0: brought to you by Down to Play, the simple app for next game availability.